Good morning, my Soul Beauty fam. Welcome to the Soul Beauty Podcast. My name is Fatima, and this podcast is designed to empower young women through faith and inner beauty. Weekly episodes touch on personal experiences and practical advice helping newbies build a long-lasting relationship with God. So, if you're interested, stick around. In today's episode, I am going to be answering a lot of really good questions that came in on my user survey that I sent out to my subscribers, my supporters, um, all of you guys listening. These are your questions that you wanted to know, and I'm going to answer them for you now. So this podcast is going to be more of an easy listen. You definitely don't need to take notes. You're welcome to, but there probably won't be a lot of scriptures and Bible studies. So let's get into it. The first question is, what are your views on temptations while in a relationship? Um, I am actually in a relationship right now. And as I shared on my YouTube channel, I'm celibate. So, well, we're celibate. <laughs> and um, my views on temptation in a relationship, I'm assuming that you are celibate as well. Um, I think that is possible. Um, you... In order to fight those temptations, though, you two have to be on the same page. You have to want the same things. So if you've made a decision to be celibate, your partner has to have also made that decision. If not, it's going to be extremely hard to um, deal with those temptations because there really isn't a way to eliminate them. Because honestly, if you're in a relationship with a person, you should feel those urges at some point because you're attracted to them that's normal but I think it's how you act on them and that is determined on both of you guys putting in an equal amount of effort towards the same goal um so I hope that that answered your question um second question has your hair regimen changed um this question is pertaining to my natural hair regimen no, it hasn't really. Um, you guys know that I'm really simple. I do a, a lot of the same things over and over again when it comes to my hair. And I have not changed it much. It, it's pretty much the same. I use the same products. Um, and I have a few videos on my channel that I recently released where I talk about my um, products that I'm using, my staple products, um, and my routine. So you can check those out there. Um, Can you do more thrift try-on hauls like you used to? (laughs) I thought this was a funny question. Um, I actually just posted a video on my channel talking about how my channel has evolved and how it moved from style and natural hair more into like inner beauty and um, faith. And um, guys, I don't do try-on. I don't do thrift try-on hauls anymore because I don't go to the thrift store anymore because. I am really adapting to this new lifestyle of minimalism, trying at least. I've I've decreased my wardrobe tremendously, so I don't go to the thrift store anymore. I used to go to the thrift store a lot when I was in school and when I was younger, and that was like what I did all the time. But now, um, I'm really just investing in staple pieces that are going to last me a while, and I used to go to the thrift store as a hobby. I didn't go there to buy things that I needed. I went there to buy things that were interesting, that I wanted, that would inspire me. So I don't really go to the thrift store anymore. Maybe when I invest in my staple pieces and start building out my wardrobe the way I want it, I'll maybe incorporate a little bit of that. But 
for now is like I don't <laughs> I just don't go to the thrift store. Um, how do you find inspiration on lowest days and what motivates you? I have a whole video on this that I just recorded yesterday. Um, it should be out. Will it be out yet? It'll probably be out this week that you're listening to it. Um, but I'll quickly touch on it here. I'm motivated from within. I'm motivated from the lifestyle that I envision for myself, the lifestyle that God has promised me, the the dream that has been planted in my heart for years, like that is what motivates me because I can see so clearly what my life, what I, what I want my life to look like. And I've always had these crazy expectations for as long as I can remember, like for as long as I can remember going all the way back to like my maybe sophomore year of high school, that's like my earliest memory of having these wild expectations of what my life would look like. And that is what motivates me. Like that feeling being inside of me for so long keeps me motivated. And <coughs> excuse me. And of course, you guys, I'm so inspired by you guys every day. The fact that you listen, you you deal with my indecisiveness and you put up with my um, stories. And one day I'm excited about something. The next day I'm not. The fact that you guys are here and supportive through all of that motivates me to keep going because I know that I'm affecting your life as well and I know that it's bigger than me. Um, How to deal with guilt and anxiety on the road to success as well as dating and family issues. Um, That one's a little broad Um, so I'll focus on the beginning part which is how to deal with guilt and anxiety on the road to success. Um, I think that that's normal it's um you're going to have some feelings of um feeling like you're leaving people behind if you're becoming more successful if you're once you're um you know getting maybe financial success or you landed an amazing job or you decide to move to a better area or neighborhood you may feel guilty about it but i would just suggest that you um Never, never downplay your blessings. Um, if God is blessing you with something, whatever form of success that is to you, don't downplay it. I think that the people that are in your life that are supposed to be there will be supportive. They'll be happy for you. And everyone that isn't, everyone that that takes your blessing as some type of personal attack against them, um, they genuinely aren't for you. They aren't supporting you. They aren't happy for you. And I think that's a sign that you may want to distance yourself from them. And unfortunately, in some cases, that may mean family. That may mean old friends. But you have to keep people around you who are positive and supportive and who understand what it is that you want to achieve. They should also want, they should look at you and be inspired to achieve the same type of success. Um, was it hard at first to trust in God and is it any easier? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Trusting in God was not something that like, okay, I got saved and then I'm like, okay, all my problems, I give them to God. All my trust, I put it in God. Like, it didn't happen that way. It's like, 
you can get saved and literally feel the same exact way that you felt beforehand if you don't start to put in any work, if you don't start to put in any action towards building a relationship with God. Being saved gives you salvation. It grants it gives you grace, it gives you mercy, and it allows your sins to be viewed as almost non-existent so that you have a chance to enter into God's kingdom. But that does not automatically build a relationship with God. You have to do that part. And the first way to learn how to trust in any situation, think about any situation you're in, the people that you trust the most, it's because you know them. It's because you have a deep connection with them. Um the reason why you trust my advice is because you spent some time getting to know me, right? So it goes the same way with God. If you want to be able to trust in him, you have to spend time getting to know him. Next question. I feel like I'm always attracting the wrong type of guys. I don't know how to attract guys. I don't know how to attract the guys I need and want. That's interesting. Um, I talk to my friends about this a lot, actually, because in the past, we noticed that we were attracting the same type of guy over and over, but in different bodies, different bodies. And I think that comes from um, we attract a piece of ourselves. We attract people that mirror ourselves most of the time. And if you feel like you're attracting the wrong type of guy, I want you to think about what is it about those guys that is wrong to you? What is it about those guys that that you don't necessarily like? And ask yourself, where in myself am I displaying these same traits? I'll give you an example. One of my friends was always attracting guys who were extremely like, <clears throat> like, what's the word? Almost like too cool to approach her. They were like very just like nonchalant and they would pretend as if they didn't like her, but they obviously did. And she's just like, I don't know why I'm always attracting these guys that never want to show me how they feel. And I'm like, well, let's think about this. You're kind of like that in the same sense. You don't like to show guys how you feel right away. You wait and you sit and you watch until they come over to you and approach you. You don't go out your way to approach them. And then she was like, wow, that's interesting. I never really noticed that. And I want you to kind of think about it in your situation. Are you doing some of the same things that you're, uh, that the people you're attracted to are doing? And um, <clears throat> let me know. Reach out to me and let me know once you think about it. Um, as far as not knowing how to attract the guys you need and want, honestly, I would suggest that you spend some time praying on it. Spend some time um really bringing it to God and seeing what it is that you need because the people that you may not be attracted to initially may actually be the guy that you need. They may not be what you want initially, but they may be what you need. So I would just pray that you ask God to just open your eyes to um, allow you to not be so focused on a certain type of person. And just be open, just be open and know that when the time is right for you to meet that person. And once you're right, a lot of times it's like, we're not right. We need to get things right first before we can attract anyone. For a long time, I was just as single as a dollar bill. Nobody was interested. Nobody was talking to me. And I didn't feel a way about it because I knew in that space I needed to get myself together. So 
if you feel like you can't attract the guy that you need or want, it also may be a timing thing. It also may be a time for you to get yourself together. So use this time to prepare yourself for what is to come. And by prepare yourself, I mean spend time with God, read his word, build a relationship with him first and foremost, and you can worry about building a relationship with someone else afterwards because honestly, that relationship is more important than a relationship with a significant other. Um, next question. What is the proper way of dating while being a Christian? How do you stay focused on your dreams when there are so many distractions in the world? So those are two questions. So first one, <coughs> excuse me. What is the proper way to date while being a Christian? That's a good question. Um, And I think that if you do research on this, you will see that a lot of people have different opinions on this. Um, But one thing I know is fact is that in the Bible, God designed sexual intercourse for husband and wife. Pleasure between husband and wife for married, for a married um, joint. So, because I know that and I believe that, I honestly do believe that if you're just dating a person, they're not married to you, you're not married, that, <clears throat> that the best way to go about it is celibacy. That's how I personally feel about it. Um, I know that not everyone does that, um, and I know that that is a challenge, but like I mentioned in the previous question, if you guys are both on the same page, it's a lot easier to do. So, the proper way, first and foremost, is to make sure that you both are putting God as the center of your life. And all of the other pieces will be so much easier to put into action if you both have one same focus, which is God. If you're focused on God and he's focused on the world or if you're focused on the world or having sex and he's focused on God, it's not going to work. You have to be aligned on that. Um, Outside of that, I mean, I think that dating should be viewed as okay, I'm getting ready to marry this person. Like, for me, once I got to a certain point, I knew that I wasn't dating anyone else unless it was my soon-to-be husband. Because if not, then what's the point? If I'm just dating you just because, what's the point? We're not, if, if I'm planning to not have sex with you and I know that you're not going to be my husband, why am I wasting time dating you? That's kind of my view on it. Not to say that that's the proper way, but that is my view on it. I don't think that casual dating makes much sense after you've already committed your life to Christ and decided that you want to be married. Um, that's just my personal opinion on it. Um, as far as the proper way, I would say that you have to do your own research and figure out what feels right to you um and also read the word because it's it's in there what god sees for us but like i said the world has a lot of different views on that topic so 
How do you stay focused on your dreams when there are so many distractions in the world? This goes back to how I stay motivated. I stay focused because I know what I want. So the distractions are there and sometimes I might want to choose sleep rather than getting up to record a podcast or write a blog post or do whatever it is that I need to do to get me a step closer to my dreams. But the distractions are always going to be there. But I, I feel like I have a limited amount of time to accomplish what I want to accomplish. So that's what keeps me focused, knowing that this is what I want. This is what I wanted for so long. So if you feel like you can't focus on your dreams and that maybe you're too distracted, I would say get clear on what you want. What is it that you want for yourself? Once you know that, those distractions will not be as distracting. How to deal with long distance relationships. Great question. Um, I was actually in a long distance relationship for about uh, six months. And um, the number one thing that allowed us to get through those six months was communication. Being excellent communicators is key. You have to be able to... Excuse me. Excuse the coughing. I'm still getting over that cold, but being excellent communicators is key. You have to be able to talk about everything because you don't have the um, space to kind of like be mad about something but not talk about it and be petty and then bring it up later. You don't have the space for it when your time is so limited, when you're so far away from each other. It's like if you feel something, if you think something, if you see something, you have to talk about it at that moment and I think this goes for any relationship you guys have to be on the same level of communication you have to know that this is kind of like your policy when it comes to communicating like if something's wrong you should know that it's okay to go and talk to this person you shouldn't have to think about it you shouldn't have to hesitate you guys should be the best friends possible before you even get in a relationship, honestly. And I think that goes for any relationship. Like, you should be best friends first and foremost if you really, really want a relationship that is deep and meaningful and going to last. It can't just be, oh, yeah, we're just cool, but I'm really attracted to this person. No, you that has to be your best friend. Like, your BFF, you have to be able to tell this person every single thing, no matter how uncomfortable, no matter how gross. Like, you should be able to go to that extreme level of personal with the other person that you're with if you want your relationship to be genuine and if you want it to work. So, <clears throat> so this question is mostly, well, how do I know if I'm actually trusting the Lord rather than just saying it because talk is cheap? Talk is cheap. And um, you know if you're actually trusting the Lord because you'll stop worrying about things. Like, you'll you'll literally, the things that you used to spend so much time worrying about, worrying about stress and about thinking about. Ask yourself right now, what is one area of my life that I'm constantly focused on thinking about, worrying about, stressing about? Right? Ask yourself that question. Now, once you get the answer to that question, say it's work, right? That's That's what your issue is. It's work. You'll know when you're actually trusting the Lord because instead of being upset about whatever's going on at work or stressing about whatever's going on at work, when those moments come, instead of stressing out, maybe you're calling a friend saying, girl, let me tell you what just happened at work, you will turn to God. You'll turn to God. You'll either open up your Bible and read a scripture. You will pray. You will um, 
spend some time, really just spend some time with him. You'll do something to shift your focus from what is negatively happening in that situation. And instead of shifting your focus in a way of talking to someone else, which talking to other people is great sometimes. You know, you need that outlet, but God will be the first person that you talk to. That's how I knew that I had grown spiritually because I stopped feeling the need to call people when things were happening. I stopped feeling the need to reach out and say, oh, let me tell you about what just happened. It was like, no, let me go and talk to God about what just happened and see what he wants me to do before I go and get my friend's advice on what they think I should do. So that's how you know when you're actually trusting because you let things go and you talk to him first. Next question, how to leave home? Is he the one? These are two questions. How to leave home? I'm assuming you mean like... um like after high school or after college and it's time to leave. Um, That honestly is is pretty simple. You just do it. You decide where you want to go, what you want to do, and you save up and you do it. I have a video on um, moving into my first apartment that may be helpful to you. Um, So I would suggest checking that out. Um, But yeah, I, I mean, I think it seems scary, but... Um, it's really not. It's really just a matter of deciding what you want and then saving towards it. And then is he the one? I feel like I don't have enough background on that question to fully answer it. But like I mentioned in some of my previous questions, you'll know if someone is the one because, um, you'll have a a serious friendship first. It'll, it's, it's always a friendship first. If you don't have that with a person, he's not the one, period. If you do have that with a person, I would advise the next step be to take it to God. Because I can't tell you if this person is the one for you just because you guys are best friends. Like You have to take that to God and really pray on it and see what it is that he wants for you. And then you can figure out if this person is supposed to be in your life forever. So, this question I thought was interesting. It says, how do you date someone when you're still trying to figure out your life? Um, I felt like I was there at a certain point. Um, I was in a relationship and I felt like there were so many things just off. I didn't have a a strong relationship with God. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. Work was unstable. Like, I just felt like a mess. And then I was in a relationship at the same time. And um, sometimes you need to separate yourself in order to get your life together. And then there's other situations where you guys can do it together. But the only way you can do it together is if one person is mentally, physically, financially able to help you get your life together. If you guys are both in the same bucket of trying to figure out your life, you're both struggling financially, you're both struggling mentally, you both don't have a relationship with God, then it's going to be really, really hard to maintain that relationship with this other person. So if you don't have that, then you may need to take a step back and remove yourself from that relationship Focus on God first and foremost. Don't focus on how can I fix my life? How can I get it together? Because there's always going to be something that's not completely together. But by 
starting with God, starting with building a relationship with God, all those other pieces will slowly start to come together. And I know that if you've never heard this before, it probably sounds crazy, but I'm assuming that everyone here is a Christian. If you're not a Christian, just rock with me for a minute. And because I was in your shoes not too long ago, where I thought that when people talked about Christianity, when they talked about hearing from God, when they talked about trusting God, I was like, they sound like a lunatic. Like you sound crazy. You sound absurd. (laughs) But Honestly, honestly, <laughs> truly, <laughs> um, I, I honestly believe that once you start to put it into action and you start to see how God can transform your life, you'll get it. So I would say take some time to yourself, work on your relationship with God. Allow him to piece together those things in your life that need to be figured out and then worry about dating someone. Um, You don't have to have everything together before you get back into a relationship. But first and foremost, you need to have a relationship with the guy. So if you don't have that, you don't need to be in a relationship. Final, final question is any advice on starting a YouTube channel? I get this question a lot, actually. Um... I'm going to give you guys some quick, quick tips on starting a YouTube channel. Three tips, really quickly. Number one, start it on something that you're passionate about. Do not, I say this all the time, but do not hop on YouTube talking about things that aren't interesting to you. If you're not interested in makeup, don't try to be the next beauty guru. If you don't care about natural hair, don't give us natural hair tutorials. If you are passionate about one particular topic so much, talk about that. Don't try to be like everyone else just because everyone's lifestyle bloggers and vloggers and you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. I think being original will take you very far. Number two is to have, I would say have good lighting. And I know like, You don't have to go out and get the most fancy equipment. You can if you want to. I always think that's really impressive when, like, someone just started a channel with, like, two subscribers and they have, like, a ring light and a DSLR camera. I'm like, oh, she was ready. Like, she came ready. But you don't have to. You don't have to do all of that. If you have natural lighting and you have decent quality, you're good. So sit in front of a window, get your iPhone out and record. I know a lot of people are like, oh, you can't record like that. You can, especially depending on what you're talking about. If you are one of those people that are going to be doing step-by-step tutorials, you may need better equipment and better lighting. But if you are just simply doing like talking videos or some type of, um, there's some people that even just make tutorials on their computer. So you don't even have to see their face. They just record their computer screen. So figure out what works for you and then figure out what you need. But I would say that you can start small. It's just about starting. And then the final tip, obviously, is to just do it. Stop thinking about it. Stop wondering. Just do it. Just create a channel and start uploading videos. And you can fix it and change things as you go. So I hope that that was helpful. Um, This podcast was a bit longer, but hopefully you guys don't mind listening to me ramble. Um, I hope that you all have an amazing week and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening.